You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Captain. Today we venture on into some of the finest sci-fi currently on television. Uh, despite a somewhat rocky start and an uncertain future ahead, I have no doubt each and every one of you will find it worth your time to give it a look, and that it may give each of you hope and optimism for whatever lies ahead. Uh, assisting with today's mission is my first officer, Doggett. Roger, roger, Doggett, Doggett. Chief Engineer Harmony. Hello. And Helmsman Mindy. I beamed in from the mirror universe of the Enterprise. What's going on? (laughs) Don't worry, you're in a much better place now. (laughs) You're among friends. Uh, Yeah, we are talking about the Orville's third season, or as they're calling it, Orville New Horizons. So it's kind of a new show, but not really, but kind of. Um, Because it is markedly different from the first two seasons. Like, if, if you tried to watch the first two and thought, ah, this is too bad at trying to be funny or whatever don't worry they dropped that almost completely this season (laughs) this this season is has finally completed the transformation into star trek with the serial numbers filed off right yeah (laughs) it in their wiki page it still says it's a comedy uh, but it's just like no in the first season it was a comedy but it gradually is like okay now we're going to be more into star trek and a teeny bit of star wars and now we're just full on star trek we're not even going to pretend anymore <laughs> yeah i don't believe i saw seth mcfarland smile one time this season yeah. the, the wedding he did it the, the wedding. wedding okay okay fair enough but he was drunk off his ass no, yeah, there there were a couple moments of humor peppered throughout pretty much the whole season, but they felt so much more organic and, you know, actually funny. Um, I my, my own personal conspiracy theory that I've had for years is that McFarlane had to pitch it to Fox, who, of course, at the time was the original producer, um, that, yeah, it's going to be wacky Star Trek. It's Family Guy in space. Yeah. And once, you know, they got the green light and the funding and everything, and they're like, all right, are, are, are they gone? All right, Star Trek, go. Well, this is the guy who produced the reboot of Cosmos. And so I think, yeah. like, inside his heart, like, that's who he is. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, I'm the family guy, dude. Nobody looking. Okay, I'm going to be. I'm the star's Captain Spaceman. I mean, it, it absolutely makes sense because there is a video on the internet, a, a fan film that he and his buddies made when he was, like, 14 yes. in the garage of a little Star Trek fan film. It's so, yeah, so the, cute. The dude's bona fides are genuine. Um, and this, so happy for him that he's just getting to, like, live every Star Trek fan's dream. He's got his own show, and it's actually really good. And he's the captain. He's the captain. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I have to point out that even though he is, you know, the creator, writer, director, showrunner, captain, in all that this season he doesn't he's not in the spotlight a whole lot he lets the other crew members shine yeah he he definitely has some very important moments but and when he does it's heartbreaking 
Oh, yeah. God. This season focuses a lot more on, you know, in Star Trek, there's the message episodes. It's like, we are here because we are being socially conscious and we're sending a message to you. This season was entirely about those messages. Oh, yeah. Despite what uh, Shatner says otherwise. Shatner's Man, a dick. Just ignore him. He's not worth you, listening you to You could tell Seth MacFarlane loves Star Trek because he only made fun of it one time on Family Guy, and that was the shit on Shatner. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is fair. That's true. Uh, I mean, the, the acting this season alone was just incredible like especially for mcfarlane himself i mean he gets to do a lot of heavy lifting with some truly dramatic scenes and yeah if you've ever had any doubt that the guy is actually a really good actor this proves it <laughs> yeah i will say in regards to the acting it's like uh, all of these characters are are you know recurring from previous seasons except for the addition of ensign uh charlie, charlie burke by ann winters and i will say she sucked she, uh... i i hated the addition of this character and i don't know whether it was the writing or whether it was her acting because her part in this season was to be it's like this is after the Kalon war and you know we have our our little Kalon aboard the ship and who's dealing with the aftermath of this invasion attempt and she is from a ship that had gotten blown up by this the you know the invasion and from the second you see her she is antagonistic she is just and you get it but the thing is you never know anything else about her other than she's antagonistic you don't know anything beyond a base surface level and as a result i don't care I don't care about her suffering. I don't care about her pain. All you are is just a bitch. God damn. Oh my God. <laughs> Am I talking to Mindy or Hunter? Uh. Yeah, it's just like, I, I could not stand the character. And it's like, she's set up in a way that I'm supposed to feel sorry for her, but she doesn't act in a way other than being antagonistic. And therefore, she is not somebody that I had any sympathy for. Uh, and I liked her. I liked her a lot, actually. She's only antagonistic to the guy who literally betrayed all no, of them. No, but like, like I was saying, she doesn't isn't enough of a character to be a human. She doesn't have enough depth to her to warrant my sympathy. She was really, really undercooked. Yes. Like, yes. I get what they were trying to do with her if she had been around a little bit longer. If this was a more established character. Yeah. And also, this is the more cynical side of me as much as i love seth mcfarlane i wish he would stop putting his daughter aged girlfriends in these shows uh, is she a girlfriend or they allegedly are or were dating and so daughter aged girlfriend is a timeless tradition with these sci-fi writers and you know it <laughs> yeah but so maybe that's why she was just given such a prominent role but yeah kind of just really really undercooked i mean again i i got what the character was supposed to be about and what she kind of maybe looked like on paper but I, I wonder if the actress wasn't given any more direction than just glare at everybody and mean mug all the time and it just didn't really work yeah again i don't know whether it was her or whether it was just the writing because honestly she didn't have a lot to do either other than i'm angry 
And it's just like, you can't have a well-rounded character when that's all you are. If they had given her something other to do than just scream fuck Isaac all the time. Like, what's what's her favorite song? Does she have any family members? Well, I mean, like, they give she... her, like, this magic power or something that she only uses yeah. for plot <laughs> oh, yeah. reasons. I mean, they, they never Oh, that she can think that. in five dimensions. It's like she's on this ship that she, yeah, she can drink, think yeah. in, like, four or five dimensions. And that never comes up except for some very, very specific things. Yeah. It's like, why are you here? Why are you part of this crew? Yeah. Like that, that would have been, they needed somebody there. There is a character that pops up in one episode that could very easily have served as a, this is a person you've explained these kind of concepts to. Right. Um, right. But unfortunately they show up a little bit too late for that particular connection to be made. But yeah, you needed somebody like that to go, wow, you can visualize things in 4D. What does that mean? And then they can explain it. But every time they mention it, like Charlie has a special ability. It's like, yeah. Will you Yo, show it? Yeah. That, we, we don't see it work? at all. She was the heart <laughs> and soul of the season and I will not take this slander. That's a cool well, concept. Well, you're gonna because she can, sucked. <laughs> I can totally get on board with a Star Trek <laughs> character having that kind of ability, but yeah. you gotta show me what it means. I'm I'm a dum dum from the 21st century. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm just a caveman. I will say though, on the other side of the spectrum, Scott Richard Grimes as Lieutenant Gordon Ooh. Malloy, he had an episode where he got yes. to fucking shine. I love that episode. Yes. Yep. Third best episode of the season. Uh, that the the episode that is officially the Orville's Tuvix. <laughs> yes, yes. You you are either going to love or hate that episode with absolutely no in between. It 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 it's a, it's it's just such a fucking dark episode. It is. It, is. it really is. <laughs> It is season of so many dark episodes. Yeah, and, and it goes into one of the, you know, this is kind of a message episode. It's not as clear, but it's kind of the, this is something we want you to think about. You know, kind of what is the nature yeah. of mm-hmm. truth in a sense? Yeah. Which, you know, is a segue to some of the other themes that it focused on, which had allegories to, like, the MAGA people, has allegories to the past election. Also, one of the better ones, I love the fact that they brought back the talking about Mm -hmm. trans rights with... with yes. Topa. With Topa, yeah, the daughter, the well the the made to be son but always knew was a daughter of of Commander Bordas. And Clyden. And his husband and Clyden. That who, bitch. They should not be married. I'm sorry. That relationship is awful and it needs to die. It's toxic. I, Stop. I Why is this marriage? You do not understand the Mocklin ways, Mindy. No, I don't, because marriage <laughs> sucks. I did like Clyden in the last episode yeah. though. That was that was adorable. Well, yeah, but it's like it's kind of a forced Yeah. Redeem. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, works. It, it was nice what ended up ultimately happening I, again it's be, maybe because they don't know how much time they have left i think that what kind of Clyden, you know gets a little bit of a redemption there maybe should have happened next season to give us more time to sit on right. that but yeah well i don't know if they knew they were going to get another season i don't know if they are going to get another season i hope they yeah do. that's the thing like speaking of if you are listening to this and you've already kind of like what we're saying or you're already interested in watching the show Watch yeah. it on Disney Plus immediately. It just dropped on there, and Seth MacFarlane and lots of the other like heads of the show have all but outright stated that 
whether or not the show gets renewed, which it absolutely should, is dependent on viewership right now. Disney needs someone to tell them, hey, this is worth making more of. So please watch it on Disney Plus the whole way through. Um, it, yeah, it totally absolutely. matters and it, it deserves I will. I will do that. <laughs> yeah, stop watching Discovery. Just watch this instead. I don't even like Discovery. I like I want to like Discovery, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. I gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's because it's, it's not a, it's yeah, because it's not a Star true. Trek show. That's another review. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if if none of none of the current official Star Trek offerings are, are working for you, this definitely will. I, I know it does for me. It fills that specifically star-shaped hole in my heart um, in a way that, sadly, a, official Star Trek just isn't right now. <laughs> just isn't. This is very clearly a fan show i mean not and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean like this is somebody who absolutely loves the material and wants to honor it oh yeah and also like the if you're a millennial or you know maybe gen x and and gen z that you definitely millennial and gen x that you probably like watch star trek in the middle of the night like i did (laughs) because it was on syndication at least next gen and this feels like next gen this is comparable to next gen it's some of the best of Next Gen's episode, and that is not... And then D Space com- Nine. Yeah, yeah, this is not a comparison that I make lightly. I know how big of a statement that is. Believe me when I say I mean it genuinely. Yes. This is as good as TNG is. With, with modern yeah. CG and modern makeup. Oh my god, it is... Because they got a much bigger budget for this season, mm-hmm. and it absolutely shows. I mean, oh this, yeah, this that looks- was one of the things that, like, as my husband and I were watching it... Like there's a a ship like that that they use occasionally, and whenever ever they sh- can, they show the ship, and it's very much a we got a bigger budget. <laughs> oh, the, we want to show little, off the bigger budget. Yeah, the little fighter ship yep. that sat. In the- okay, every single time that thing was on screen, every single single time they showed the cargo bay or wherever it was. My boyfriend would be like, why the fuck is that thing sitting in the middle of the room? Is it, why is it there? Are you going to use it? Yes, they do eventually use it, but yeah. it could not go a single episode <laughs> without him complaining about it sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> My husband did something similar, actually. <laughs> Please put it off to the side. <laughs> I just really, I really want to emphasize how, how much I fucking love all these characters. These are all, they're all so memorable in the relationships they have with each other. There's a I forgot what episode it was where Lamar uh, basically become be, yeah. starts to hook up with a crew member. I hated that. <laughs> I thought that was the most lame way to put those two characters, give them something to do because it's like they came together and then they immediately broke apart and it felt like th- this there was, was reason. No, there was apart. not. Yeah. There was There's not. A good reason. There, <laughs> I mean, that's why they broke apart. But putting them together did not feel natural because it was pretty much instantaneous. And then it was immediately not instantaneous. So it's like this relationship was forced together and then went nowhere and then broke apart. The parallel it it had, though. No, no, it meant meant nothing. The the rest of that episode where it's like... The, the sacrifices you might have to make for yourself or your relationships. I thought it was. No, this was the and one also, time this was funny. family guy. It was a hilarious No, it wasn't. Man. It was Did stupid it, yeah. family guy bullshit. It was off. It was the one point <laughs> in this serious his show. In <laughs> I didn't remember how much. Because, yeah, it did feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. But I was re-watching earlier episodes. And they had one genuinely kind of 
good chemistry scene together uh, very early on where they were doing oh, like, yeah. the pub crawl thing. And those two get a little bit flirty. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's nice. And that Interact. is the only time you see exactly. them kind of building that relationship until they just get yeah. into it a little Lamar just, later. Lamar just got it. What can I say, guys? Uh, he he got it unrealistically, yeah. and that made it lame. Lamar is the Riker of this show. He's the Union Bicycle. <laughs> Riker has a lot more suave. Let's be real. Yeah, I like. I don't know. Lamar is pretty awesome. I, I would I would say at least Riker gives better relationship advice yeah, he does. than Lamar That's, does. But, that, but the the payoff of that is amazing. Where she's like Lamar. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> and I will say, I do have always loved Penny yes. Johnson Gerald as Dr. Claire Finn. She has always been a solid, well-rounded character that, that has always been like, this is my Star Trek where I get to do a lot more, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's beautiful, too. I mean, not, she is. You know, not that that really matters, but it does in TV world. It's she's a true a beautiful fact, older Harmony. lady. And Her cleavage game is always on point. Like, yeah, cleavage <laughs> on point, absolutely. Um, and I just love that they gave her so much they to work did. with emotionally. Mm-hmm. Because so much of the season was focused on the Kalons, mm-hmm. which meant her relationship with Isaac. With Isaac, exactly. But I love that. I thought that it was, was great. great. Her relationship with Isaac goes through some very, very interesting things this season. And I just, I never thought that... The relationship between, yeah, a middle-aged, older woman and an emotionless robot would have me sucked in so much. But here we are. I will say I did love the episodes where he wasn't in his Kalon outfit. I bet the actor loved those days. It's like, I have on a disguise in human. Yes, can I have more of those? Could could they have had him dress like something other than a youth pastor, though? (laughs) Youth Pastor Isaac. Oh no, it, it's it's really a great show. I I think if anybody, you know, is interested in sci-fi, and you know, might be interested in hearing, you know, kind of woke messaging, this well, is the show for you. I mean, Absolutely. woke. I mean, it, yeah. Star Trek has always that Star woke. Trek woke. Yeah, Star Trek. Star woke. Trek okay. has been woke since the '60s. Let's be real. It does. Yeah, yeah. but you know, so but. You know, if anybody's not going to be interested in that, they're not they're not going to want to watch it. You know what I mean? They're going to mm. get upset as soon as they start watching it. So well, then I you think shouldn't watch Star reach... Trek to begin with. They should. Yeah. It's it's people who re- who remember things from their from nostalgia and then like put different yeah. characteristics to it, basically. So, I don't know. I think if you showed a Trump supporter this show, they still love it. Did it's, you really? <laughs> it's a great show. It's like it reminds me of my grandchildren. <laughs> All right, should we get into final thoughts? All right, Doggett, go first. This is a perfect show of television. I think we all have a friend who's been trying to get us all to watch Better Call Saul. You should watch that, but first you should watch this five times. <laughs> yes. And don't uh, watch Better this... Call Saul. Just ignore that friend. Absolutely watch Better Call Saul. This is uh, this is one of the best shows this year. There's every I think there's about six episodes this season that made me cry. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, especially the, to- the to- Topa episodes. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> there's there's just so much emotion and character development all throughout this season, and even things they walk back from last season don't feel wasted. Is like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I guess this was, this was always going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I the, I love this show so much. I, I I discovered it like four years ago, and when it when it disappeared for three years, I was so sad. 
It's like I, I was not convinced wait. season I was not convinced season three was gonna come out. I thought this was just a pipe dream. I thought it was a prank. I thought when they premiered it was just gonna be a, a Rick Rolling video. <laughs> but the payoff's amazing. If this is the last mm. season, it goes out fantastic. It does not go out with a whimper. No. It it, it leaves you satisfied and uh, I, it, it almost makes me it almost makes me not want more, but I want more. No, give me more. I'll take six, I'll take three more seasons in a movie. Yeah, six but, seasons in a movie. Yeah. Well, they set it up oh, yeah. like bringing a character back that I'm like, you should have brought her back instead of this stupid ass Charlie Burke person. Nah. <laughs> give me, give me, give me like one one mediocre movie, then give me the best second movie of all time, then like a a, a series of movies I don't care about too much. But besides <laughs> that, I'm gonna give this. Fuck it, I'm gonna give this ten out of ten. Isaac's in his deadbeat boyfriend uniform. Yes. <laughs> also, if that was Star Trek the Motion Picture slander, I will not hear that, sir. Slander. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Harmony. Yeah, um I love the, these kind of shows just in general, the the ones of the distant future that kind of shows us what humanity can be. And I I want to live in a in the universe where the union is in charge and that we've got we've gotten to that point and I think anything that kind of pulls on those heartstrings and pulls on that yeah we need to do better I'm for it like if if it's even if it's just what you mm-hmm. want to call like simple inter- entertainment or whatever I think it's important um, I think Seth MacFarlane did a great job I think. He should keep going, and yeah, absolutely. Everybody watch it on Disney. I'm gonna go watch it in a little bit after I watch A League of Their Own, but that's a whole other issue. Uh, I really love this show. I want. I watched it. I've watched the other two two seasons many times. I'll watch this one again, and for me, that's a definite ten out of ten. If I'm willing to put in, you know, eight to ten hours to watch a show again and again, it's it's a good show. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10 matronly wedding dresses that, that <laughs> hit. They're good. Yeah. Damn. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. Harmony. Oh, Mindy. Uh, Mindy. Sorry. Harmony gets two. Uh, I get two. Gets two. Sorry. I was looking at her name. <laughs> uh, I misspelled Mindy. it. As somebody who is a longtime Star Trek fan, this is, you know, I watched it with my mom and then DS9 was my jam. Uh, this show is very much honors the Star Trek tradition. Seth MacFarlane has gone away from the comedy and it's just like, I want to honor this brilliant legacy of science fiction and create my own Mm -hmm. and he has and in this one it feels very much like he's going into more of the ds9 sort of themes in that he focuses on alien races he focuses on how these people's are working and not working together. It's not just the people on the ship. It's showing the expanded universe and showing the world in a way that it hasn't in the other two seasons. And that adds so much richness to the show. And it adds uh, so much depth of conflict to the show as well. And when, you know, when you have a Star Trek S show, the expression and I mean, I don't want to say moralizing, but kind of moralizing 
is yeah. important to to the storytelling. And it's it's beautiful in that regard. You know, I, I the more I see of this show, the more I absolutely respect Seth MacFarlane and what he puts into it. Because you can absolutely tell this is very much a labor of love for him. As I have said, I absolutely hated the new edition of the character of Charlie Burke. I thought she was pointless. She really didn't add anything other than grating antagonism into a character that was not developed. And um, the fact that she was so prominent in so many episodes just highlighted that fact that she was incredibly underutilized other than to be grating. And, you know, as I've said, the hookup between uh, John Lamar and Talia was... <laughs> she breaks his dick. Yeah, see, when that is the only thing you can take out of it, that's pointless to me. See, I don't find that funny. I find it stupid. And especially in storytelling that is supposed to be so meaningful, to have something that stupid get added into it detracts from the storytelling. Um, but otherwise, it was incredibly solid. And uh, I I look forward to what Seth puts on the table. Mr. McFarland, you're doing a great job. Just tweak some of your family guy tendencies a little bit and you'll be good. Keep going in the solid direction. Um, and especially when it comes to things like, you know, current events that you, you're putting in. That That is Gene Roddenberry thumbs of approval. So I will give it nine out of 10 acoustic ethereal versions of Jolene. That is a good oh, version of Jolene. That. It was okay, a great yeah. version of Jolene. It was a great cover. Yeah. yeah I man. also want those that fireflies a, to exist in real life. Absolutely. That blue one fucked her over though. So. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah, the blue that, one's fault. That scene that, that went from charming to, okay, is Topa supposed to be, like, mentally around 12, 13, 14, or 5? Like, I don't know. That was the only part where I was like, eh, this is kind of silly. Well, I she mean, was but raised as a mocklet man. She wasn't allowed to have emotions. Well, McFarlane has said point. he does not know how to write teenage girls, so. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. Uh, yeah, this this show is just stunningly spectacular. Um, even after, yeah, kind of middling first and second seasons, which again did get better progressively as they went along. And if you had told me back then that it would be this good in the future, I don't even know that I would have believed you. Like this has just gone above and beyond everything that I ever thought it could be. Like I, I was very much in anticipation for this third season, but I didn't expect what we actually got. Um, the writing, directing, production value, everything across the board has just enormously improved. And yeah, this is as good as the best of Star Trek ever hoped to be. Um, and it's it's something that we need right now. You know, it's it's empathetic it's hopeful it's just it it's a fantasy for me i like to watch it and yeah like you said imagine that this is something that uh we we should have in our own lives and maybe hopefully someday we will um that said i am going to give it 10 out of 10 egg salad sandwiches <laughs> what was that what was that meme you shared rose where it's like it's like season one orville family guy jokes season three orville it's that is that quote from Spy Kids too? Oh yeah, does God stay in heaven because he fears what he's created? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is an a, a pretty apt description, honestly. 
<laughs> if that doesn't tell you about the show, then nothing else will. Yep. 